Hey guys, hey guys, welcome back to I'm no longer called Real Talk with Angela Bless. It's I have changed it to the Angela Bless show. I had to think about that. Um uh, actually recording for my uh son's vehicle, waiting for him to get out of college. Yeah, he is very terrified driving across the bridge for some reason. I'm not doing this anymore because he really think I'm his personal shuffle chauffeur and I have other things that I need to do. But yeah, I changed the podcast to the Angela Bless show. Um, for where we going, it fits, it fits, it fits. Um, you can tune into um, the Angel Bless Show every Tuesdays and Thursdays at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on all platforms all over the world, guys. All around the world. Yeah, all around the world. Yes, indeed. You can tune into Jive Talk Sports Podcast every Mondays at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on also almost all platforms, almost all around the world. Um, we can be heard in, I think, our top countries is um, Russia. Um, a couple more countries in the United States probably ranked maybe number three in um when it comes to the sports. So guys, um Tuesdays we usually do missing persons and children. So today we're going to talk about a case um two Chicago girls that have been missing for over twenty two years. So I was doing my research, a quick research, and it was different stories. I don't know. I, I I'm going to pick it back off for a few um of the articles that I read because I just want to get down to the story of what actually happened to these young ladies um, because they were very young when they was missing. I believe one was like maybe five or ten. So we're going to jump right in. You can also tune into our radio station, Virtus Radio, playing hip-hop, RB, and old-school music 24 hours a day, guys. We got uh, Virtus Gospel playing gospel music 24 hours a day also. Uh, so let's jump right into it, guys. For 20 years, the family... I'm, hopefully I'm saying, listen guys, I can mess up some names. I don't try personally. Tonoda and Diamond Bar- Bar- Bradley um, has asked, where are they girls? 20 years, so it's more than that ago. This summer, Chicago launched an investigation, say maybe the city's largest missing person investigation to date. I remember this. And I never, you know, when I was a little bit younger, I remember this case. But I never, you know, I always wonder what happened to these two young ladies. The note Saturday on the back of Tracy Bradley's couch when she returned home from work late that morning, written by her 10-year-old daughter, Tonaldo, and note said to, um, said she and Diamond, her three-year-old sister, had run by the store and to, um, to a park on Chicago's South Side. But something was off about the note. Everything, the spelling, the grammar was too perfect for the girl attending summer school to improve her reading and writing. It was somebody they know. Somebody they know did this. It was also unlike Tonoda to leave and note, even if the girls had left the apartment, Tonada, I think it's Tonada, would have called her mother's cell phone. The Bradley sisters were gone. 20 years ago this summer, Chicago launched what investigators say may be the city's largest missing person investigation to this date. The police superintendent ordered the city to turn upside down to find them. Over the course of months, literally every abandoned building in Chicago, some uh, 535 of them were mapped and searched. Sewers, dumpsters, forests, lakes, rivers, drainage, and and so forth. More than 100 sex offenders was interviewed and about 42 tons of garbage was picked over by law enforcement, including including the new public recruits. Everyone was on duty. In the hunt of the girls, Les took investigation journalists across the country, even to Oscar. Wow. Chasing possible signs 
they listen to psychics, vision, and fraud with enough tips to fill 25 filling cabinets. But as the time stretched to weeks, months, years, no sign of the girls has ever turned up. So listen, they said that the little girl wrote a note, right? And her mother said it was too perfect and everything was spelled out. Um, her mother said anytime something happened or the girl will try to leave and want to leave, she will always call her, her mother's cell phone. That was an inside kidnapping. I'm going to say this. Someone that knew that the girls was home and the girls had to be, the girls had to know them in order for them to open the door for him or her. It may, it may can be a woman, someone that doesn't have children. I mean, it could be a possibility they need to look into that. It could be someone real close to them, a female. I'm I'm thinking that that could be, I don't know. It was an odd case to catch the city's attention. Two young black girls had gone missing for a, um, from a high crime and poverty area of Chicago. So my, my thing is, did you think they do, did enough, enough investigation and research? But they did because they said they, you heard what they said, they, alleys and sewers and savage garbage. They, you know, they used the whole forest. Wow. Often when young black children are missing, authorities write them off as runaways and their cases are unlikely to grab high profile investigator and media attention. According to investigators, the missing person, experts and organization. So when the Chicago police initially labeled the Bradley's girls case as missing, not abducted, the family was irritated. The case was immediately reclassified as missing in danger as it remains now. So let me explain some to you. I don't care what the police say. I don't care what your children is going through. If your children is a runaway missing child, that child is still labeled missing until you can confirm that child is safely at your family house or at a friend house and you saw her or him or whatever. No strange thing. They're being kidnapped or saying they're okay. That child, if it, if that child, he or she runs away, that is still labeled as a missing child. And don't let them tell you anything different. They still have to label your child as missing slash run your child is still a missing child and i won't get the narrative i want to get this out of the blue stop saying that the media does not do enough with when it comes to to um searching for african-american females hey guys i'm sorry i'm back so uh, my son creeped up on me scared of living daylights out of me but um Moving forward, um, I believe a, a female may may have, may not have taken the children. It was someone they knew, and it was someone they comfortable with. They had seen so many times. It might be somebody in the family. I, we don't know. Um, I was reading more about it. It was a woman coming forward saying she was one of the sisters. The FBI is doing a DNA test. They have not um, said anything about the results. And again, I'm going to re go over a little bit. Um, over a little bit, Diamond and Tonada. If I'm saying Tonada, I'm sorry, Bradley, Diamond, three years old. Her sister is 10 years old. Last seen July the 6th, 2001, Chicago, Illinois. They are still missing. The Bradley sisters, three year old Diamond and her sister, 10 year old, um, were last seen on July the 6th, 2001, in Chicago, Illinois. When their mother came home from work, she found a note stating that the girls were going to the store and playground. Neither girl has ever been seen. Um, we're going to get a little break at the time of their disappearance. The Bradley family was living in their um, Bronzeville apartment near 35th and Cottage Grove in Chicago, Illinois. Tracy Bradley, then daughter two, lived in the apartment with her four daughters, Rita, age 12, Tonada, age 10, Victoria, age 9, and Diamond, age 3. Tracy worked at the nearby Robert 
nearby Robert Taylor Holmes apartment complex where she prepared lunch and breakfast for residents. Doris Rita and Victoria spent the night at their grandmother's house on the night of July the 5th, 2001. Bradley's sister is three years old um, and the 10-year-old were last seen at their uh, third-story apartment on the morning of July the 6th, 2001. Around 6 p.m., 6 a.m. July the 201, Tracy Bradley's boyfriend, George, came to her apartment to pick her up for work. Before leaving, Tracy gave her daughter's diamond Tanetta the same instructions she always gave them. Don't go out and do not open the door for anyone. While at work, Tracy called their home three times between 8 and 9 a.m., but no one answered, which was unusual. Phone records show several calls from other numbers to the apartment also went unanswered that morning as well as um, two hangups. So I wonder did the boyfriend have something to do with it. At 11.30 a.m., Tracy returned home from work and found a note written by Tana Donata and she and Diamond went out to the store and to the school playground. Neither Donna, Diamond, and Tanata has been seen since. Tracy started calling neighbors and family, asking if anyone has seen the girls. And soon she had um, extended family begin searching the neighborhood and surrounding areas for any signs of the girls. After hours of searching with no luck, Tracy reported her daughter's missing to the Chicago Police Department just before 7 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. time. An assistant search of the area surrounding the neighborhood provided no clues as the girls' whereabouts. The search became um, the largest search, like we said, in history, in Chicago history, the FBI included, and over 800 tips of all, which led to nowhere. And so forth, the police, they did the search, they did extend the search, and so forth like that. Um, family believes no love by Tanada is suspicion, according to their aunt. It was in Tanada's handwriting, but the grandma was too perfect for a girl of her age. They believe she was coached into writing the letter. In addition, Tanada was, um, would call her mother and ask if she could go out, not leave a note. Note is still possession of the FBI. Many people involved in the case have never seen it, and there is no public record of it. Wondering either. Um, on July the 7th, 21 receipts show that Tracy's boyfriend, George, bought 42 galley contracted bag, bags as well as garden gloves, neon gloves. When authorities searched his home, they found five bags missing from the road and the garden gloves were nowhere to be found. Mmm. Mmm. Never said they saw him um, burning something in a 55-gallon drone and loaded into the trunk of his car. He denies burning and took place, but the FBI reports show evidence of char charming of the uh, wrappers of his garbage. Thursday also found a blanket that had several of Tanana's hairs in the, in, the, in the trunk of his car. He claims he took Tracy and her daughters to drive in the movie, drive -in movie shortly before their disappearance and made the girls hide in the blanket so he couldn't have to pay the mission. On record show he made more than 40 phone calls over 24 hour period of time beginning at 4.30 a.m. July the 6th, 201. There are two periods in which he made no calls between 7 and 9 a.m. when he dropped Tracy off at work and from 5 to 6.30 p.m. where his phone pinged off cell towers on the south side of the city near the forest in the Little Comet River. George denies being involved in the girl's disappearance. He hired a lawyer after. He says he was ganged up on by authorities in the media. Police have not named any suspects in the case and say all friends and family acquaintances remain person of interest. On 2023, like we said, a woman for Texas came forward claiming to be Diamond Bradley. The FBI has since taken DNA samples but has told the family results might take up to six months. After 12 previous hoaxes and false alarms, Bradley family said they are consciously 
often they you know they don't believe that the intent will show that it's stored. The location of Barely Sisters, as well as the circumstances surrounding the disappearance, remains unknown. The FBI is offering a reward of ten thousand dollars for information regarding the current rare boss of Tanada and Naomi Barely. Hmm. Tanada Barely has was born in July the 20th, 1991. She has black hair and brown eyes. At the time of her disappearance, she stood 4'2", four, 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 weighed 70 pounds. She had a burn scar on her left forearm that is about the size of a quarter. She uh, was last seen wearing green ponytails holders and a scrape on her left calf. She is described as being shy with strangers and loved to run track and dance. Simon Barely was born um, November the 25th, 1997. She has black hair, brown eyes. At the time of her disappearance, she stood three, <laughs> three foot tall and weighs 40 pounds. So beautiful. She has a scar on the left side of her scalp and has a deep set eyes. She was last seen wearing purple ponytails holders in her hair. She's described as a time, a time but loves to talk. Um, investigate agency. If you have any information regarding the disappearance of Diamond and her sister, Please contact the Chicago Police Department at area code 312-747-5789. FBI Illinois at 312, area code 421. No, the area code is 312-421-6700. Or the National Center of Missing Sports Children, 1-800-THE-LOSS. So I really think the father did something. I think either the stepdad did it and coached him or the mother's boyfriend. Something's not just sitting right. Just help find them. If anyone has any answers or questions, maybe he probably might want to be listening to this podcast if he's still alive and he has any conscience, anyone has any conscience to know where the girls are at. Please, please get some peace and some some um, peace towards the mother and the sister and so forth like that. So guys, this is Angela Blast. I'm repping this um, series, series one and episode 14 up. I love you guys. Continue to be blessed. Let me know how I do. I didn't do a video this time, guys, because school started back and I'm all over the place. Love you guys. Be blessed. This is Angela Bless, and I approve this message. Peace.